I am late. So what? Who makes the rules? Who makes the rules? Grab a drink, grab some tea, grab some coffee, get some water, get some soda, get some juice, get a drink. It's three o'clock somewhere. And uh, shit. Who makes the rules? Who makes the rules? First of all, welcome to Back Porch Conjure. This is Ifa Bayo. Welcome. Who makes the rules? Not I, not you. Podcast can be early in the morning, late at night in between. Who knows? Who makes the rules? Because if they did, we ain't going to follow them any goddamn way. Let's be honest. I have been on the phone with my good, good girlfriend. You know, I love her. That's my right hand. And I have been watching Lonnie B's videos and just posting and talking and vibing with certain people. And I was on the phone with my nephew and my daughter, you know, so been doing around. Didn't do the things I need to do, but I'm getting ready to after this podcast. But I've been on the phone or I've been posting, working, right? And all of it wound up to three things that I want to share what I learned today. One is, you want to make God laugh? Tell him your plans. Because <laughs> I know he look at us with no commercials. We are better than cable. Us humans down here, we're better than cable. Two, man, when those masks fall off or you look behind the curtain, that's when you see real shit. Three. Sometimes you got to go back to the basics. It's the basics that get us where we need to be. So now let me go through each lesson that I learned, tell you why I learned it, how I learned it, and let's move on. One is sometimes you got to go back to basics. You need to go back to the beginning. Maybe you need a refresher course. Maybe you need to learn some shit. I can't automatically think, and I don't want you to think that I know what you know. This is where communication comes in. This is how we know to communicate with one another and comprehend what the other one is saying, understanding, and moving from there. Makes it a great relationship, a great friendship, a great everything, great proposal, all of that. We need to learn to communicate better and to comprehend, to understand what it is you're saying, right? Now, when it comes to you walking in a room, 50 million people in there. You will greet everyone. Hey, how you doing? Hello. Hey, hey, hey. Right? Because they were in there already. You walking in. Same thing about life. You're coming into this. You know where to sit, who to sit with, who to align yourself with. Smartest thing somebody ever told me. His name was Tony Shango Kabosile. He said, you coming out of from being a Yahweh, be mindful who you, who you hang around with, who you associate yourself with. Because a bad name travels fast. Which is true. Which is true. People rather hear about the bad shit that you do than the good. I'm just being honest. Okay? People always want to hear about your downfall, how bad you're doing, if you don't got shit or whatever. And if they hear about the triumphs, oh, they just bragging, no, bitch, you're miserable. Let's be honest. Okay? That's a whole new different topic. But anyway, stay on course. (sighs) We need to go back to basics, ladies and gentlemen. We need to learn spiritual ethics. We need to learn uh, ethics, morals, principles. We need to learn respect. We need to learn honor. We need to learn um, how to conduct 
yourself accordingly. We need to learn those things. We do. We need to learn those things. We need to learn. Remember when your mama say you don't need to be in anybody's house? She wasn't lying. She wasn't lying. You don't know what's inside those people's house. They might got bugs. They might got roaches. They might be eating off the floor. Whatever it is. If you want to stay in smile, stay in your own goddamn house. You said to go outside, so be outside. See how that works. Basics. Being going back to basics. Learning to listen. Respecting the authority of those people you put in a high regard. Respecting them. Owning your word. Owning your word. If you say you're going to do A, B, and C, then do it. Do it. Consistency is something we all need. Don't start something and then you just let it fall at the very side because you don't see. It's not producing anything. You ain't putting no fucking work in it. How you plant a seed and think tomorrow is supposed to sprout? No, you got to put some love, some, some, some nurturing. You got to water it. Give it some sunlight. You got to talk to it, play some music. You got to nurture it. You got to want to grow. You got to entice it to open up. Same way. Listen, I've met people that took their business and they have breadcrumbs. And they built a whole fucking bakery. I've met people that came with a bakery and still don't know how to make bread. Okay, how many times you gave them the formula, the recipe, and the ingredients? Shit, you might even got to go out there and go shop for them. They still don't know how to do it. Where talent lacks hard work will definitely supersede. But you have some people that don't even want that. they rather for you to do it. And they accept all the rewards. If that's what you love, great. Go for it. I'm not. I'm not. I don't need a handout. I'd rather get it out the mud. I'm thankful for everybody that did something for me to help me along my journey. I'm forever grateful. But I'm also going to work as well. I've met, I was talking to my good girlfriend right, right here. I said, I met a person. Everybody assumed this person was, oh, had they life together. Man, life together. You couldn't tell me this brother didn't have everything. Every fucking thing. Because that was the persona that he portrayed. Right? We all have bad stories. We all have coming of age stories. We all have what we was done wrong. Woe is me. But it's all what you do with it. Right? Are you going to keep on taking and getting high off of the story and becoming a victim so people can give it? Or are you going to show me that you're a triumph, you're a warrior, and you can you didn't take the you didn't let this bad situation de- deter you or dictate you or keep you like a fucking prisoner and you went out here and got it on your own. So anyway, this person Everybody assumed big house, beautiful car, everything. Didn't know that none of it was his. He didn't even have he didn't even have an ID with his fucking name on. He in order he had to have a co-signer to get something out the renting center. Put it like that. Credit fucked up, can't have nothing. But he had someone that was looking out because they felt bad for them and they blessed them with. Now, this is where, because I, I can understand some of y'all, oh, what's he talking about? No, no, no. That's not, keep up. And if you can't catch up, get out the room, come back later. Um, When someone helps you, great. You take that help because that's the stepping stone or the ladder or the brick for you to build your foundation. And you go and you continue to work. They helped you. They gave you a hookup. They introduced you to the plug, however you want to see it. And you built from that. You don't just sit there and say, well, every time I'm waiting for them to give me another brick, I'm waiting for you to give me another brick. This person allowed this person to stay in their house, allowed them to live off of everything that they gave them. And they still do it to this day. 
But we'll look down on other people. Oh, they don't have nothing. Oh, you don't have nothing. Because if this person leaves you the day or tomorrow, motherfucker, you won't have shit. Like, uh-uh. But you have people that's like that. But if you go back to basics, then that's taught to you one-on-one. Hey, someone helped you, great. You take that seed and you plant it, you nurture it, and you allow it to grow. So now you have a garden. And when someone else come along, you get them seeds and you teach them the formula how to make it nurture and grow after looking at the soil. Because now those soil can produce the same seed. So now maybe they soils might lack nutrients. So you tell them, hey, if you go over there, they got nutrients to give to your soil before you put that seed in the ground. So you're helping someone. And in the process, you're helping in yourself. But it's not for you to get the help and act like that shit is an IV and all you do is suck this person dry. And then you look down on everybody else. We need to go back to basics. We need to learn. We need to learn respects, morals, principles. We need to learn that. We need to relearn that. And for y'all to sit here and say, oh, I was watching the sister that I follow on Instagram. She said, sometimes we the problem. She ain't never lie. She didn't never lie. I didn't see the whole thing. I saw the part that I needed, that spirit needed to show me. She said, sometimes we the problem. Sometimes we become our own worst enemy. Sometimes we are the ones that's standing in our way. I sat there, I said, shit, but I had something to do. And I said, shit, I wish I could see it, you know, the full entirety. But I needed what I needed to see, I definitely digested and took it. Some of us need therapy ASAP. Like, not yesterday, now, as of last year. Yeah, some of us. Some of us need to own the shit that we hold so dearly that, you know, you're not always right. She said that. And I was like, yo, that's cool. That You know, she, she's speaking fat. We're not always right. If you're in a fucking crowded room and you're the smartest one in the fucking group, then change. Challenge yourself. Go and hang with people that you, that shit is foreign. So you can learn. Learn another way. If you have to dictate somebody else's life and tell them what to do, how to shit, where to go, with, how, how are you helping them? You're hurting them. And I'm looking at you. Because now you are, you, you, who the fuck are you? So, totally different topic. Let me come back. Woo, wing it in. I don't claim to know everything. Because a person that say they know everything, move out their way, their time is done. I learn from experience. I learned by watching, seeing, and experiencing it myself. I learned through other people. I love seeing places through other people's eyes, seeing another way of looking at things. There's 50 million ways to get it to creator. We all find a way of getting there. My way and your way is no greater. Everyone's accepted at the table. That's why you don't build walls, you build tables. Everyone's accepted, no matter what. Even the bum is accepted. Everybody has a job to do. In this, in, this, in this thing called life, we all have a job to do, right? I don't know no more than you. You don't know no more than me. We all are sitting here. When we sit down, we're all on the same level. But we learn from each other. That's the beauty of it. But I shouldn't tell you when to eat, piss, and shit. If you do, then you need to go back to the basics. We need to go back to the basics, for real. Secondly... <laughs> what did I say? Secondly, you want to make God laugh, tell him your plan. 
God watches us. I know she is sitting up there. I see as a female. <laughs> Argue with me if you want. Um, I see her sitting up there cracking the fuck up. <laughs> like, oh, Lord, Jesus. Listen, and her son walk in, and she's like, uh-uh. I, I, you know, I always use your name. <laughs> like, look at this. I told them to go left. Why are they still going straight? Oh, now they're going to ask me for help. I know God is up there cracking up. No commercials. Straight up. God damn it. I do. I know that. I know that. And when that mask fall off. I said, you know why people love Dave Chappelle? Because he's honest. He let them know. I ain't grow up in no fucking projects. My parents had houses. He let people know. This is what you got. He's honest. He ain't got time to do nothing else. He let you know, I, I refuse to wear a dress because I have a son. And my son is not going to see me in a dress. And most people put him as, oh, he's, he's horrible. Because he got morals and principles that he believe in. I'm not going to have my kids see me dressed as a dude. I'm a girl. And it's no shade to the LGBT or nobody else. I respect what you do. Don't mean I have to do it. And if I don't feel I need to take part in it, I won't. The same way I always use it. Uh, I don't like pizza. If I don't have nothing else to eat and there's nothing else open, then I'm eat the crust. But it's not. I'm not just going to go readily order a pizza. Oh, but we love pizza. Great. I'm not stopping you from eating pizza. I'm telling you what I don't like. So I don't need to sit in a restaurant in a pizzeria or anything. If they're only selling pizza, I'm going to get what I like. We can meet up later. It's okay to think different. But I'm not going to sit here and make myself uncomfortable cause to make you happy. Fuck no. No. <laughs> we need to go back to basics. We really do need to go back to basics on so many things, on so many levels, so many things. You know, we need to learn to see people for who they are. We need to make sure our life is peace, peaceful. If you're toxic and you don't want to get help and you're just loving the way you are, and you're not holding yourself accountable. I don't need to sign up to hang around you. I don't care who you are, be a blood relative or not. I have an uncle. My mother's brother, he came home from prison. In his mind, we supposed to come to him with all our problems. Why? My sister came to him, and I guess she was venting or whatever. My uncle has this bad fucking, for real, he has this bad habit of whatever you tell him, he has to tell everybody else. So my family was complaining. I asked the question. Did anybody ever tell him that it's not right or y'all don't feel comfortable with him telling y'all business to anybody? Well, he should know. It's common sense. No, if he don't know, it's not common sense. Common sense is not common for everybody. What may sound great for you may not be great for me. So <clears throat> nobody chose to say anything. So when he called me, called me out the blue, and he was trying to tell me about what my sister was going through. So I stopped him. I said, Uncle Julius, if. My sister didn't tell me, why are you telling me? Oh, because I'm the uncle, I'm the elder. 
Okay, but does that give you a license to do horrible things? Or does that give you a license to gossip about someone or talk about their business? No, I don't care who you are. It's wrong. Nobody else complained. Well, yeah, because people have this fear or they don't want to make you mad or whatever, whatever their reasons are. I, I don't live by other people's codes. So, okay. So, my uncle got mad at me. He went and told my family I was aggressive, that who am I? I think I know everything and all of this. You think I care? Not at all. But guess what he learned? He learned that me, Ifai Bayo, is not coming to you. And if I do decide to come to you, don't tell my business. If I can find it in you, then don't tell my business. Basic, 101. Yeah, basic. If I'm coming to you to confine in you, then if I wanted the family to know I carry, I have a family meeting, or I call all of y'all motherfuckers on Messenger or Zoom and or, or on the iPhone, and we just all link up in a group chat, and we all, I tell you everybody. So I have to repeat it. But if I'm telling you, then maybe I feel comfortable with sharing you, and I respect your answer or your reply or your instructions or your wisdom that you're going to share with me. That's why I'm coming to you. But hence why I tell people, friendship and gossiping does not take the place of therapy. Some people need therapy, A-S-A-P, therapy. You have some religious people believe that spiritual people don't need therapy. I will always dispute that. No, you need therapy. There's some traumas and things that happen in people's lives that a licensed therapist can help with. Because there is a method Sometimes there's medicine. Prescription drugs need to be prescribed so you can get the healing and work on the healing and the things that you're dealing with. I'm in therapy. I go every Wednesday. I'm in therapy because I have anger issues. I still believe in punching people in their fucking throat. Is that right? No, it's not. And the same way I can administer the ass whooping, I've took many. So, yeah. But it shouldn't be that way. Your, your fist does not settle. That's not saying you want an argument or that I disagree with you. It shouldn't be physical. It shouldn't. So, and I'm dealing with it. I'm learning other ways. I'm using the tools and things that they have taught me to help. Do I always get it right? No. No. Sometimes I'm the problem. And it's real. Sometimes I am the problem. I, I own that. Sometimes I get in my own way. Sometimes I stop shit from happening. Yeah. In some stories, I'm the villain. I'm the toxic one. I own that. I'm not great. I have my, my moments, my flaws, and all of that. But I'm also adult enough to know when I'm wrong. Especially if we have a conversation, you say, hey, but you did this. You're right. You're right. I apologize. And sometimes some people don't take apologies. They'd rather just be done. Okay, I can respect that too. I can. But what we're not going to do is the 15-year-old, oh, you see what she posts? Nah, that we're not doing. I, I'm still working on that. That we're not doing. Just cut me off all together. I cut you off all together. Let's go live our lives. Like, come on. We ain't come from each other's womb. I'm good. I, I, I just met you. So, anyway, my uncle... He went and he told everyone that I'm this aggressive person. I'm this person that, you know, um, I think I know everything. And I'm like, damn, that's harsh. Because I told you from my standpoint. 
and what your family is saying. I don't know why they not telling you, but I don't have a problem with telling you and I'm not looking to be aggressive because if I do decide to come to you, but now seeing the things that you do, I wouldn't come to you. So if I was decided to come to you, I'm letting you know. If I whatever I tell you, it should be between me and you. Now, if you're a broke refrigerator, you can't hold shit. Then let me know that. I know never to come to you, cause that's how I see him. He a broke refrigerator. He can't hold shit. So why well, I'm talking to him about anything? Hence a licensed therapist. But anyway, my nephew, he called me. How do you ask for information? I give it to you. It's because I won't sign up with your bullshit? No. No. Back to basics, ladies and gentlemen. Back to basics. Back to basics. Having the mask fall off. Knowing people for who they are. Understanding your role. Not judging people by the company you keep. Listen. If I hang around, and I have. I've hung around crackheads, dope fiends, all that. I don't get high. I don't get high. I believe everybody brings something to the table. Man, I had the beauty of, yo, it was a girl that really gave me a whole bunch of information as a young girl coming up. I didn't get caught up in the same shit my friends got caught up in. Why? Because I had somebody take the time and say, yo, I see yo, I see some potential in you. Don't be like them. Don't do that. You see what they doing? They going to wind up be strung out like me. I see me and them. I don't see me and you. Go this way. Don't go that way. Thank you. And I had the privilege of seeing this girl on TikTok, man, I wrote her a beautiful letter. Let her know she saved my life. She saved my fucking life on everything she shared with me. You know what I'm saying? I didn't get offended. I didn't take like, oh, you a crackhead? Nah. She had experience. And I love that part about people. You got experience. I mean, you've been through some shit. Yo, help me help myself. You know what I'm saying? So... You have people that, because they had experience in something, they think that they're better than you. Yo, the one thing I got to give to Poochie is she most she is the most humblest person I've ever met. I don't know how her family may see her, but the one I know, very humble. Kept it real. Told me shit I needed to hear. Harsh or not, shared it with me. And I took what I needed and I added it to my life. So when all my friends was running around doing the crazy shit, I went left. Like she said, go over there. I didn't just stay in my community. I branched out. I did. I would go to Staten Island. I would go to Brooklyn. I would go to the Bronx. I would go to Harlem. I would go to Jersey. Like I would go different places and hang out with people and meet new friends. I wasn't... I'm not just going to sit in 40 all goddamn day. No. I got friends now that are in their 50s that never went outside their borough. And if they go somewhere, they're going to meet family members. They're not going somewhere where they don't know, you know, like you're, you're stepping out. You're going to travel. I went to D.C. to the American Museum. Beautiful, beautiful, by the way. If you ever get a chance, please go. And if you did go, go again. Um, the person I went with, you know, they were stuck in where they came from. It was, no, why can't we just stay in a hotel? It's safe. I want to go and see everything. 
I want to go to Maryland. Let's go over here. Nah, 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 nah. Uh-uh, nah. I was like, wow. I like to go and see things. I like to go and explore. I want to talk to the locals. I want to meet people. That's how you learn. That's how you network. Not just sitting in your neighborhood and we all do the same thing. Now, if that's for you, great. That's your burden. That's your life. Great. That's not mine. I had a dude tell me, yo, you not, you, you need to learn your place. You came from the hood. You need to sit there in the hood. What? My good girlfriend, Kim. Kim go everywhere. Kim is everywhere. Every borough. Kim got friends all over the fucking world. I love her for that. Because she's not local. Right? And she can see things from other perspectives. Why? Because you have that experience now. You met other people that see things differently. Right? You know, there are religions, there are countries, there are people that take the words can't, won't, should not out of their vocabulary. They won't even allow their children to say these words. That's amazing. There are people that whatever they believe in, it is passed on from generation to generation. You live, breathe, and die this, which is cool. This is your foundation. You're free to learn about everything else, but you first have to have your foundation of where you came from, who you are. My pops did that to us. Know who you are. Know where you come from. So when someone comes in, they do not have to define you. You already know who you are. Right? My pops taught us that as kids growing up. Know who you are. Know your history. So when my nephew called me, he said, hey, on the DNA, this person is saying, I'm like, nah. You know, I offer my nieces, my nephews, everyone. Know your history. Talk. Go and visit. We, our great Their great-great-grandmother is still alive. Merle is still alive down south of New Orleans. You really want to know who you are, you're going to go and find out. You're going to talk to them. But see... Like I said, you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans, <laughs> right? Instead of taking counsel, sitting down, knowing who you are, allowing to be led the right way. No, we want the easy way. We want the quick grits. We want the five-minute grits. We don't want to wait 40 minutes. No, because we're in a hurry. We want to do it our way because our way is the best way. But yet and still, your way is broken. How do you take something that's been implanted, that's been working for 40 years, and now try to change it? You cannot. So, let me explain. My great-great-great-grandfather is from Haiti. I had the pleasure of going to Haiti, which I was so forever grateful to see where we originated from. Now I understand where our arrogance and our self-confidence come from. Because... People in Haiti, they very are. They believe in themselves. Ain't no way in hell. They let you know this is what we do. They have their flag and their belief all over the place. They ain't flying nobody else's flag. They fly theirs. So they show very great confidence in Haiti, who they are, and, you know, what they love. And they stand together. You know, even though the government and everybody else try to break them down, they still stand together. They still hold tight. He ain't letting it go. So, 
I'm like, oh, wow, now I understand. I, I understand my family dynamics even more on my mother's side. <coughs> Excuse me. So, it's 11 girls and 10 boys, right? My grandfather had two wives. And they have these children. And these children all recognize each other. They respect the eldest. My mother's the oldest out of all of them. And they respect it. And, you know, they they know blood recognize blood. That's their saying. Blood recognize blood. Blood calls blood. Right? Ain't no fake shit. Blood calls blood. My mother's baby sister and me are the same age. Pie face. Right? Now, my nieces, my nephews and them have the same 24 hours in a day like we have. How many of them have went down to New Orleans? Only one, Shalicia. And it's sad because she couldn't go down there and see our cousins in them because my brother wouldn't take her for some strange reason. I don't know. But anyway, I would have went. I would have I would have said, hey, somebody call cousins or somebody and let's let's meet up. I'm gonna meet everybody. Cause you ain't leaving me out. But hey, not everybody like me. So my nephews and them, they all have the same 24 hours in a day. But instead of talking to the living ones, a family, go and find out their history, they rather do it the quick way. Go to Ancestry or the DNA 23andMe and look on a piece of paper. They'll believe that. But here you have living relatives, living right there. You can go and talk to, go and sit down with, go and meet, go and see. No. What they do? I want it quick, fast. I'm going to believe this paper. But they sitting there. Your, your, your ancestors, your aunts, your great, great aunts, three and four generations worth is sitting right there in the gin house or the juke joint. And they right there in Amen, Louisiana. You can go and see them. Meet them. No. I'd rather get online and do it this way. Oh, okay. So what do you do? Do you argue with them? No, not at all. I know who I am. <laughs> I know who I am. I know my mamas and them aunts and them. They know me. So they know them. But guess what? Y'all can go everywhere else. Now, Atlanta's closer to New Orleans. Good eight-hour ride. He can ride down there. I always go to Atlanta first, and then I go to New Orleans. Eight hours. Ride on the bus. Take his kids so he can drive. But that's too hard. My nieces and live in North Carolina. New Orleans is closer than, than where I'm at. Not a one will go. But they'll go to Ancestry or they'll do that and listen to that. Sad. Sad. Back to basics. Back to basics. My mother used to always say, my friend Teresa used to always yell out, if it's free, it's for me. And my mother used to always say, free costs too much and cheap is too expensive. I didn't understand that until I got as an adult. Free costs too much and cheap is too expensive. Uh, sometimes if it's free, it shouldn't be for you. Everything ain't free, everything free ain't for you. You appreciate it when you work for it. But that's just me. Hey, what I know. The mask falling off. Showing up. Want to make God laugh. Learning basics. These are all things I learned today. All the things I learned today. I learned that you don't have to when the mask fall off. That means, for me, what I learned, 
tell you what I learned. When the mask fall off, I don't need to see who you are. Sometimes the mask can be clouding up my fucking vision, my eyesight. I wear glasses. The mask fell off. I looked behind the curtain. I saw things as they are. Now I have a choice. I can either entertain or I can move on with my life. See, that's the problem. People don't want you to move on with your life because when you start setting healthy boundaries, the takers get mad because they can't fucking use you no more. They get upset. When you start setting healthy boundaries and you choose peace, your peace, choosing how to heal your mental, not you know, being depressed or anything like that and choosing happiness and a life for you, motherfuckers get mad. Because my friend used to always say, Rach, you say, it's always your room at the pity table. The hardest thing is getting up from it. Because, see, you can move that chair. It's those people that don't want you to get up. And I always been telling y'all, this is not a spiritual war. This is mental. People will play on your fears and your phobias. And they will make you seem like you're the bad guy when you want something right for you. When I say the mask falls off, it's you seeing shit for what it is. If it's a duck, stop calling it a goddamn alligator. Why? It's a duck. Well, my friend said when they saw it, it looked like an alligator. No, it's a fucking duck. It's quacking. Alligators don't quack. Sit down. Stop making things fit your perception. Let the mask fall off. Clean your goddamn eyes. How many of y'all have washed your eyes? You know, because they got eye wash. Sometimes you need that. That All that phlegm and everything that fuck you, fuck you, your, your vision up. You know, I love going to the eye doctor. They, they make you go through these stages, right? When I went to the eye doctor down here. The first thing they'll do is give you an eye exam. You hold your eye, you look at the, the, the graph and all of that. E, left, right, up, down, great. Do the other eye. Okay. Then they go and they... Blow to get your pupils dilated. You like, oh shit! Your 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 fucking eyesight is blurry. You like, okay, now you got to get adjusted to because they turn the lights down. So now you got to get adjusted, okay? So it opens it up so they can see when they do the eye exam, see how your pupil is, see how the retina is, and see all of that upside down. Right? Because when you see your vision and how they see it, it's upside down and like looking in the mirror but backwards. So now, sometimes they'll put a drop in, clear it out, maybe wash, you know, or maybe your veins in your eyes might be swollen or puffy or whatever. So sometimes they put the drops in that clears it out and it clears everything up. And then they sit you back down and they click it. Tell me if this is clear. Tell me if this is not clear. Tell me if this is furry. Tell me if this fuzzy. Tell me if this is this. So now you get the perfect setting. Okay, all right, I can see that. That's E, that's A, that's F, that's up, that's down, that's right, that's left, that's down, that's down. So now, perfect, perfect, because the mask fell off. The dust is not in your eye no more. It'll fix your fucking vision. So now you see. So now you're seeing what you thought was the perfect view. Come to find out, it was a smudge on the lens. Clean the smudge. Oh, shit. This person is not like this. Hey, this person got issues. Hey, this person is toxic. Let me tell y'all, I smoked weed so much, they used to call me stay high. Right? One day, <coughs> I got up. I don't even know why. Got up. Stopped smoking. Got up that day, went to church. Came back. It was on Sunday. Went to church. Went to um, 
Faith, I went to Tabernacle AME, right, on Gabriel Boulevard in 110. Pastor Roderick Caesar was the pastor. I went there, prayed, did all of that, came home. Nobody noticed for a whole week I wasn't smoking. Didn't smoke no weed whatsoever. The way that my friends was talking to me and the shit they were saying, I thought was disrespectful. I wanted to punch them in their fucking face. For real. The shit they were saying. The conversations I was indulging in was horrifying. I didn't like it. So, I never forget Keisha and all those who was all sitting in the park with Jeffrey. And... You know, Felicia and all them kept saying, bitch, bitch, bitch. And I was like, yo, stop calling me that. They was like, what's wrong with you? Oh, my God. I said, yo, first of all, nobody noticed I ain't smoking a week. And if I was high, I must have been really fucking high to let y'all say some of the shit y'all saying to me without me cursing y'all the fuck out. I got up, changed my clothes, went home, changed my clothes, and started hanging out in the city. I would get up every weekend and take my kids to the city. I would just start hanging out, hanging out with different people. I met Russian friends, white friends, like different people. I just changed, changed the whole thing. I didn't like where I was when I was sitting there. I didn't like the conversation. I didn't like the names that they were calling. I didn't like the conversations they had while kids was running around. I didn't like the shit that was being done. So I changed it. What did I change first? Myself. Then I got up. Changed my appearance. I didn't just throw on flip-flops, some sneakers, fucking shorts, and some sweatpants and a t-shirt. No. I went, started taking care of myself. Became a vegetarian. Started eating healthy. Started learning about taking, you know, things in my body. Then I changed my environment. The people I was hanging with. I changed them. My thought patterns and everything about myself changed. I was staying at my mother's house. Then I decided to move. I knew I couldn't afford a place of my own, so I went into the shelter system. I moved into South Jamaica. I was hanging in Forest Hills back when the Sizzlers and all that was out there. I got a job working as a case manager, right, (laughs) for homeless families. I went back to school. I mean, I changed everything about me. My friends that I was hanging with called me bougie, uppity, said I thought I was better than everybody. Just, oh my God, I remember when the bitch had her son when she was 14. You're right, I was 14 going on 15. My son's father was 17 years old. You're right, you're so right. I got arrested, me and Carol, from snatching Mook's earrings. I fought Lisa. I fought Angie. I got jumped by my homegirls in IS-8 and thought that my friends would stand there and help me. The only one who helped me was Constance, baby wise sister. She didn't even know me. <clears throat> I know my past. I was there. It's my life. I'm the author. You know? Uh, at first, I wanted to hang out with my friends, so my mother would babysit. My son and them never went into no shelter. They never went into no defects or BCW or none of that. I raised my kids. Best of my ability. They weren't abused. They weren't mistreated. 
I would walk home while I paid with my welfare check so they can have an after-school program or something like that called Enrichment with Renee and Miss Glover and all of them. And then I went back to school because I didn't want to be that mother that didn't have an education and my kids did. I would join different things. I went to a class on philosophies, me and me and Rach at uh, Roberto Clemens, Clemente, um, Roberto Clemente House in Manhattan. We would go every night, School of Humanities. Beautiful, beautiful class, beautiful people. I would go to Soho and look at the artwork. I always was a great lover of art. I did. I, I love the way people take the brush and stroke it to see how just an image or a picture in their mind came and they created something. Then I fell in love with authors, writers. I would go and see different um, authors sit down and listen and how they came up with the concept of their book. Those things I enjoyed. But if you don't know me, you don't know that. But yet and still, people are only holding me from my past. They don't have no way of seeing a future because they themselves don't see it. When I say the mask falls off, you want to make God laugh. Tell him the things you want to do or you're going to do. It's never the things you did. I thought I was going to be a drug dealer's fucking wife for the rest of my goddamn life. Who would have thought that I'll would be reading cards and helping people spiritually and life coaching and doing all that. <laughs> Not in my lifetime. I just knew because that's all I had as an example was drug dealers' wives and girlfriends. But I knew I wanted to be a wife. I knew I wasn't going to be no girlfriend. I was married twice. So I wanted to be a wife. A drug dealer's wife. Because that's the only thing that had, had um, you know, popularity then when I was coming up. That was it. Married a drug dealer. Living a, live in a cool apartment. You know, have people envy you. Get dressed just to sit in the square or sit in your neighborhood. That's it. You're not going nowhere. Every so often, you may go to an event, but it's usually everybody in the projects is going. So that was it. That was that was the most you you strive for. Seriously. I wouldn't have never thought. You know, I tell y'all about my friend TC. Tell y'all about my friend Nene. Tell y'all about all the people I met growing up and all the places I hung out at. But uh, I wouldn't have thought that I would do this. And when I started going other places and going to other boroughs and meeting other people, that image of being a drug dealer's wife definitely changed. When I moved to Atlanta and saw positive black women doing amazing things, walking on the red carpet and, and being around people that, you know, I didn't even know was important. I just thought they were regular people. Having conversations with people and not knowing, oh shit, that's who that was? You crazy. Wow. But being grateful of each and every person that walks in your life and every journey. Like I said, you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. 
you know? Back to basics. Removing the mask. And making God laugh. All the amazing things I learned today. So with all of that, solutions. Giving people space to see. To see how this world really is. Not stifling. Oh, you only got to hang with me. Who the fuck are you? No. Not judging no one. Everybody has a beautiful journey. Everybody has a story to tell. Everyone. Tell your story. Live your story. Have fun with it. Don't allow nobody else to take your pen and write your narrative. Write your story. No, it's yours. This is your life. You are necessary. That means you're needed here. Your story matters. Seeing shit as it is. Not what you want it to be. Not what you hope it would be. You know, if you don't heal from traumatic things, you will repeat the same cycle, people. <coughs> Y'all know my journey of spirituality. Hence, I, I get therapy for that too. Talk about that. I don't need to go back and get the same kind of people I just left from. If you were traumatized, right? This is where the mask falls off at, people. A lot of y'all ain't going to like me. If you were traumatized during your spiritual journey, nine times out of ten, same character, different shades of people. Same character, same thing. Same thing that they did, you falling into that. Why? Because you haven't healed from that. What did you learn? I learned now that if you don't respect me and I'm not honored, I'm not celebrated, not tolerated, I'm not coming. I don't care who you are. I don't give a fuck who you are. If I am not celebrated, then I'm not coming. My people, me, the gift that I bring, anything I bring to the block, because I don't do tables, I need to be celebrated to acknowledge. I'm not saying I know more than you. But you allowed me in the room. So honor my shit too. Don't just write me off. Don't think, oh, because you're better than me. No. I don't care how many years you got. I don't care how long you've been in this. I don't give a fuck how many people you know. None of that. I'm here. You invited me in the room. Respect mine too. The same way I'm respecting yours. If we don't match energy, I'd be damned if I put you on a pedestal. We're both going to be on that pedestal. Hell no. I remember when people were saying... Who was their um, idol? You know, who people looked up to. We was in school. Miss Jacob class. I said, I look up to my mother and father. Everybody thought I was wrong. Oh, my God. Your mother and father, they can't be your idol. Yes, they can. They're the best motherfucking idol I got. My pops work. My mother works. My mother a hustler. My father's a hustler. They take care of their family. And they put the bullshit aside when it comes to their kids and they make sure their kids is okay. So, yeah, those are my idols. I don't need to look outside. Mm-mm. But we do. I put a post up because I saw it on someone's page. We're, we're quick to hand the ball to a stranger and our own family member, our own blood relative, our own people is sitting right there free and they can take the shot and win. But before you can do that, you got to heal from the trauma or the abuse you went through through your last spiritual connection. If you know you were abused, you know you were taken advantage of, you knew you were misused, you know they stole from you, <coughs> excuse me, they manipulated you, 
go get some therapy. So you won't repeat the same cycle with someone else. Because evidentially, if you keep on jumping in the same fucking hole, you're looking for acceptance. You're looking for something that spirituality can't give you. Only therapy can. Taking a mask off. Being accountable for your stuff. Knowing that sometimes you are the problem. You are the one. You're the villain. You are the one that's doing more harm than good to yourself. Everybody said, oh my God, they have a fear of success. I mean, fear of failure. Some people have a fear of success too. They get so scared. Oh my God, I can really make it. Yeah, you can. Let me, let me put it like this. We put so much stock into celebrities. This morning, as everybody have seen, the baby, his baby mama, the girl that was sitting there making fun of all the other chicks because she won the prize. Did you really win the prize? Okay, now you got him. Now he's kicking you out with your, your newborn, your three-month-old baby. But you won. Ma, what did you really win? But you better. You outbeat everybody else. But I guarantee you the relationship you had before that was just as toxic. But if you don't heal, you'll keep repeating those same cycles, letting the mask fall off. You want to tell God's plan. You want to make God laugh? Tell me your plan. Oh, I'm going to get this guy because he is the best. And God's sitting there showing you all kind of red flags, showing you no, baby. This is not the one. No putting. Uh-uh. Turn back. Run. No. no. But God, I got to have him. Go, go, go. God, I got to do this. This is for me. No, baby. This is not you. This your calling over here. No, boo. This is not you. The guy over here is for you. No, baby. This is not where you need to live. Over here is where. But no. But then you get it. Because free will is a motherfucker. Yeah, you got to bow. Oh, my God. I don't know why I'm with him. Oh, my God. Look what I'm going through. Who you going to blame? God? The person? No, blame yourself. But God is laughing because I tried to tell you. <laughs> Hard head make a soft ass. But we don't want that. We don't want that. Back to basics. We need to raise our daughters and love them. Like we do our sons. Because see, we love our sons. We raise our daughters, which is sad. We, both of them should have equally. Both of them. Loving and raising your son. Loving and raising your daughter. But when you don't give children consequences. And let them see the, moral, the, the consequences of their actions. And letting them bump their head. And you always want to jump in. Oh, I got to take my kid. Not letting them learn a lesson. When they get older, that shit going to come and bite you on the ass. That's why I take mine. I take my fucking L's, my losses. I don't sit there and complain and say nothing. I take it. I created that. When I didn't allow my children to deal with the consequences of their actions and I jumped in to save, that's what I breathe. I can't get mad at that. I can't get mad at nobody but myself. Going back to basics. Now I have grandchildren. Listen, my granddaughter... She, she lied about something. And I had to ask her why she lied. And she said, because I didn't want you to be mad at me. I'm going to be mad at you regardless. I'm, but it doesn't mean I'm going to hate you. I'm going to love you. But wouldn't you want to tell me the truth at all times? I mean, we had this deep conversation, me and best friend. But now best friend just tells everything now. She don't even care. Take it how you take it. But the one thing they all have is confidence. When you tell them, oh, you're beautiful, they be like, thank you, I know. That's right. Because they don't need to see their identity in some man's eyes. They need to see it in their eyes first. Self-love is the best love. I made a lot of mistakes with my own. Now I have a way of 
correcting those. Right? But I also have to give them their chance to let them heal from whatever mistakes and choices that I put on them. But guess what? They're 32 now. Therapy, and, and now they have to be accountable of their own life and their children's lives. The best thing they do is not to repeat the same mistakes that my mother, me, my grandmother, or any of us did. But it's better to blame someone else than take accountability. I take accountability for my shit each and every time, and it's not easy. Trust me, it's not. Sometimes I go kicking and screaming, but I always have to sit back and say, I caused that. Oh, I did that. When I'm wrong, I know how to admit it. And I also know how to apologize. But when I'm right, and I'm going to stand on it, heavy on it, I'm going to stand on it. Because you're not just going to make me seem like I'm wrong when I know I'm not. And when there's proof, in fact, to show you I was right. But I'm not going to allow toxic people or toxic behaviors to damage, limit, stop, obstruct, curve my healing process. Don't care who you are. Bye. Bye. This is where I ride ends and I'm going to live my life. But no one makes the rules but you. It's your life. That's why I said, yeah, I'm late on doing the podcast. And to some of y'all, it may not make sense, but I'm telling you what the lessons I learned today. So at the end of the day, clean your eyes. See things as they are. If you know you've been traumatized, used, taken advantage of, abused, physically, verbally, mentally, go seek help. Licensed, professional help. Back to basics. Being respectful, morals, principles, standing on them. And if you don't have none, now is the time for you to learn some. Okay? At the end of the day, I always give y'all a little something to do. It is the holidays coming. And most folks (laughs) can't have... um, family members, because the majority of them are deceased. We lost a lot of people. A lot of family members are going to be lonely. Two things that helped me through grieving process. I went and brought me a disposable camera. Black and white. I love black and white pictures. And I took pictures of me. Me thinking about people. Me remembering the things we did. Places, if you have a chance, and, you know, the places you went were local. Took pictures of that, and I created me a book. And it was titled, If You Were Here. And it brought back so many memories, but it was something, it was a project, and it was so beautiful. And every year around Christmas, I just haven't done it in the last three years. I would go to the city and backtrack all the places me and my pops would go. And I would, you know, write about it, a journal. Do something to honor and remember those people that you lost, the family members. If you have to, bake a dish for them. Light a candle for them. One, you don't need 50. 
Uh, you don't live in a Catholic church. Um, have a mass for them, you know. Uh, anything to honor them. Make their famous dish or buy a dessert and share it with them. But to honor them. Because it is. It's, it's the holidays. And these are the times where I'd rather for you to call and bitch and complain than me have to go into a rock and telling you all the things you miss out on. It is going to be a hard holiday this year for a lot of people. But I don't want you to mourn. I want you to celebrate. All the crazy things that's going on in the world, if you know they had a crazy sick sense of humor, they'll be laughing about it. Watch a show to uplift you. The Holiday Fall is a real good show. I don't care what nobody say. I've been watching that shit damn near every so often. It's a great show. Regina King, uh, Idris Elvis, all of them. Uh, Lakeith, all of them. Great fucking cast, great ensemble, great goddamn show. Great show. Shout out to Netflix. Anyway. Uh, but I, I do love the picture thing. Get a disposable camera and create a book of memories and what they would do and how they would see it if they were here with you. But honor them. Do not sit and grieve and, and talk about their life. You know, today is my ex-husband's birthday. Today is Craig's birthday. Happy birthday, Craig. And if he was here, I know you'll be cracking up on half of the shit that's going on. I love you. Stay straight.